I managed to get the basement back. Um, I managed. Where did to it co- go? Um, it decided to take uh, a weekend trip down to Cabo. <laughs> okay. Because the, the house is only like 20 years old, so it's not legally able to drink. But in Mexico, <laughs> the house can drink. Oh, I see. See. Yes. Spring break. My house went on spring break. I hope it didn't come back with any strange mildew. <laughs> Damn it. <coughs> oh, it's going to be one of those podcasts. Fuck me. <laughs> Millions of Americans have been disappointed in the release of the Mueller report. We're going to disappoint them again with another release. The release of What About Now? What About Now? Wow. We are back, baby. We're back. We're on, and we are, at least in my case, not at all surprised by the Mueller report. How about you, sir? In order to be surprised, you have to have information. <laughs> Okay, um, let, let, let me rephrase that. Yeah, we, we, we don't actually know the Mueller report. <laughs> like, like at the end of The Sixth Sense where we found out something. We found out, spoiler alert, that he was, Bruce Willis was dead the entire time. We didn't find, <laughs> we didn't find out anything about the Mueller report other than <laughs> it is completed. So that, 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 that pre- precludes um, surprise. We we know we know that there's no evidence of collusion because that was a direct quote from the report. Um, the summary think, you're referring to the summary. The summary was they did a direct quote from the report in the summary in, in William Barr's summary, and it did say no evidence of collusion. And uh, I think uh, we're going to have to accept that as probably true. Um. Was that a quote? Because until we see the actual report, the redacted report, I don't give a crap about that four-page summary. Remember the non-summary yeah. summary? Oh yeah, no. I look. I think what's going on is bullshit. Uh, let me let me qualify this. The 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 bar report is bullshit. What's going on is bullshit. There's there's more stalling. Uh, obviously, I think this president is a dirty fuck, and his administration is full of dirty fucks, and they've always been up to something. Um, the thing is, and, and what I'm I'm trying to get out there, and, and this is what I felt for a while. I think we've said uh-huh. this. I think there was too many people that thought that when the report came out, Mueller and a band of FBI agents were going to walk into the over, Oval Office and perp walk Donald Trump down Pennsylvania Avenue right to yeah, jail cell. Baby. Oh that, yeah, that was never going to happen. No, it's and, never going to happen because that was never. That was never his his mandate or directive. It was just to simply submit the information because yeah. the whole idea of the tradition of you know a sitting president can't be indicted. The idea was he submits a report and it's up to Congress to do something about it. That was never yeah. his directive. He was exactly it was never going to happen. It, it, but but there's so many people I think got in their brains that Robert Mueller was a savior. That we were all doomed under the Trump regime. But this man, uh, this 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 former Marine, uh, uh, badass. Uh, yeah, badass, uh, uh, meddled and co- uh, commended uh, many times for his bravery and his for service to his country, was going to save all of us poor Americans from this horrible, horrible regime, and, and everything was going to go back to being lovely again. Uh, it was never going to work that way. It 
never could work that way. And I'm pretty sure I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. There's only one person that can save us, and that is us. We can only save ourselves. That's it. Wait, wait, wait. We, have a, wait, we all have a vote in 2020. If we really hate him, you vote him out. That's the only thing that's going to change anything. Oh, uh, I was going to say Daredevil. He was going to save us. <laughs> he got canceled. Yeah. I, I finished season three of Daredevil. Hey. Uh, I this still this, this t- really? It ties into Trump because um, basically the Kingpin gave a speech in the season. He was basically giving a Trump speech. And I. I I thought I was trying to. I did a little research. I was like, "Is it just me?" But like, the writer intentionally made the kingpin give a speech. It was a Trump speech, and then at the end. So let me bring it back. Let me tie it all together because at the end, the kingpin was busted by the state of New York, and that's exactly how Trump's going to go down. Who I don't. You know what? I don't give a shit about the Mueller report because that's not is what is going to take him down. The state of New York is going to take him down. Not on collusion, but corruption. Collusion, not corruption. How, hashtag. Wait, wait, I fucked that up, didn't I? Corruption, not collusion. <laughs> Damn it. No, 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 back up, rewind. Okay, hashtag, <laughs> hashtag corruption, not collusion. Gotcha. Hashtag corruption, not collusion. There you that's, go. That's a great hashtag, but guess what? That's still not going to happen until after 2020. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah. uh, so I'm not worried. Honestly, I don't give a shit about the report. Hashtag corruption, not collusion. The state of New York is going to bring his ass down. Just all the, the non-collusion stuff that's going on, the inaugural committee. Obviously, like, Cohen's already going to jail for pleading guilty for campaign finance violations with... what? How do they refer to him? Um, uh, something number one. Um, perpetrator number... What was it? Individual number one. Individual number one, yes. Anyway, yes. so I'm not worried about... But let's not have our... We don't have all our eggs in one basket. Let's ride out the storm and... The day he leaves office, the fine chaps from, I don't know, I guess the state of New York, so that would be, I don't know what their equivalent of, like, um, FDLE or, what like, the, the, the Texas Rangers, what's, like, the state law enforcement organization in New York? Uh, NYPD is... Uh, no, that's the city of New York, yeah, not the state yeah, of New I, York. The state, I don't know. Uh, Anyways, uh, what else? What else do you want to talk about with the Mueller report? Go no, back. I, 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 th- I think we have to stop thinking that there's going to be this easy fix. Um, and again, I think this is something we've talked about. I, I think we I'm referencing past uh, discussions we've had. But Trump is still, to me, not the problem. He's a symptom. He's a symptom. He's a symptom of the problem. The problem is how this country decided to put somebody like him in there in the first place. And how 40% of it is still cool with whatever he does, whatever he says, when sometimes some of the things he says and does are out, outright uh, uh, horrifying, atrociously bad. And What, and else, besides, what else besides the right-wing media? Um, the, the, shitting, the shitting on of the uh, lower class, does that have something to do with it? But the problem oh. is a lot of the people that are supporting Trump are the lower class, but they're just the white lower and the religious and the religious right who's like uh, made a deal with the devil because they uh, had completely compromised all their morals in order to um, I don't know what make uh, ha- get Trump's pro life judicial appointments. What I mean these these moral people who are accepting all his aberrant behaviors, but it's okay because they're gonna Trump's gonna bring. God back to the, what to the classroom and I, I think I think there's a fear in a lot of people that the country's changing too quickly that 
people don't look like them anymore, that they look like other people, you know, that they're different colors, different races, different genders, transgender, uh, different religions. Um, <sighs> I think I think you've you've had a very monolithic way of looking at the world coming from America for many generations. And that's changing and it's changing quickly. And you know, one of the things that I think definitely is in the definition of liberal and conservative is liberal is more adaptable to change and conservative is is, is more entrenched in tradition. That's you know, basically a textbook, you know, Merriam-Webster definition of what conservative is. Uh, so when you're giving them a lot of change in just the way the makeup of this country is, all at once, they don't know what to do, and they just fall back to whatever thing they think is going to save them. And Donald, me, Trump, uh, I want... Donald Trump t- talks about these things and gives them that idea of safety that they want. The good old days? The good old days, yeah. Let me, I want to throw out an observation. I want um, <clears throat> Tell me what you think. Tell me what you think. So this has to do with the release of the Mueller report, but how, I think it was on a weekend, right? Was it on a Friday or Saturday, something like that? Do you remember? It was a Friday. It always happens on Friday. All big news drops okay. on Friday. Okay. So yeah, this was, I think this was even pre-summary, but the news was, ah, you know, breaking news, the report is finished. Yep. And then there was there was literally nothing else. There there might have been some offhand mention that it's like a it's a long report. Yeah, they wouldn't they wouldn't commit to how they wouldn't. Even, yeah, I wouldn't even say how long. I don't have we even had official page count. I think it's like three four hundred pages. But is that even official yet? I don't think so. But this yeah. is what I want to throw up. So the utter lack of information that was pounced upon by all the news media outlets made me feel like. When a Star Wars movie is filming, <laughs> and they release a still from the set that tells you absolutely nothing, and then there's commencing, thus commences hundreds of YouTube videos, hundreds of news reports about all the speculation about what it is that we see in that picture that shows nothing but like a close-up shot of Ray or something. Yeah. I just got such a feel like the just incredible analysis of absolutely no information. Yeah, uh, and I think I think the. If there's anything in that report where you could potentially make a case, and <clears throat> it wouldn't be a, <clears throat> excuse me, it wouldn't be a case for arrest, it'd probably be a case for impeachment more than anything. It's the obstruction. I'm sorry. Charges. I'm sorry. Did you say impeachment? Because I thought we called it improvement. It, no, for you it's improvement. Uh, okay. <laughs> but we could call it for for Trump as well. Yeah, we could go with improvement. Uh, but um, to uh. To make a, that case for impeachment would, would, was really going to be on the obstruction. And there were some things that were in that bar summary, like this does not exonerate the president, you know, statements like that, that make you think that there might be something to the obstruction charges uh, that, you know, Mueller was basically punting towards Congress to say, hey, I've gathered all the evidence. If you find it sufficient, do what you do. Uh, so I think that probably depending on the, uh, the the proclivity of Congress, there's enough there for impeachment. But as we know, the Senate won't impeach, so it doesn't matter. It was a waste of time. Just like when they impeach Clinton, um, people stay with their team, and that's it. 
Um, what else? What else? Because I want to. I want to. I want to. I kind of have some interesting news, but I want to say that to make sure that you have enough time to share your thoughts on the the report that we haven't seen and might never see. Any, anything else? <laughs> uh, no, I, there's really there's not much to share. Uh, we we're exactly where, where we're at. Uh, you know, we we don't know the whole story. Don't know if we'll ever know the whole story. Uh, there may be a day where everything is, gets declassified and we get to see exactly. Oh, you mean? Uh, <laughs> oh, there's going to be. There, 50. There's going to be textbooks mean, written by this administration. I mean, there's going to be... You mean 50 years from now, because... Yeah, very Matt, well could Ma- be. Rachel Maddow, as part of her show, re- repeatedly draws Watergate analogies, and she talks a lot about the, the aspects of Watergate. And yeah. Just recently, they finally released the grand jury information from Watergate, 45 years later, so... Yeah, exactly. We still get stuff on the, the Kennedy administration, stuff like that. Yeah, so the stuff gets but, slowly uh, declassified, so... Okay, so, I mean, I have a little announcement to make, so... Okay. This is, this is going to come as, come as a surprise to you and pretty much the rest of the country, because when I said that the report isn't out and might never get out, it turns out that I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who knows a gal. I managed to get a hold of a copy of the Mueller report. Can you believe that? Do you believe that? Get out! I have unredacted complete copy of the Mueller report and I want to just share with you some of the the juicy bits. What do you think? Uh, Interested interested in hearing about it? I I think so. This this could be a game changer here. You you could put yourself uh, and and us on the map with this. Absolutely I want to hear about this. We might double our Twitter following to 10 people. We, We could. We could. Our subscribers <laughs> on, on CastBox could jump to 14. Whoa. I don't know if I can handle that kind of fame. I don't know. I don't think so. But, you know, hey. Yeah, we got to do what we got to do. And, and and more important than fame is the truth, sir. So if you have that truth, you know, All right, here we go. Share, share it with All us. All right. I know everybody's on the edge of their seat. Here we go. We're going to have some fun because, ah, oh, Mr. Mueller, the badass himself, has concluded that First of all, let's let's not jump directly into collusion, no collusion, because you know that's that's at the end. There's there's hundreds and hundreds of pages of build up to this report, all kinds of interesting tidbits, all kind of jur- grand jury um, witness testimony. Some of the juicy things, for example, did you know that in fact they concluded that Jared is in fact an android? Did they? Jared is, in fact, an android. He's a robot. He's a lifelike robot. They need to work now, on the lifelike part, but... Okay. So he's a... Mm, not bad copy. Not almost lifelike android. Uh, actually, uh, nobody knows. Very few people know. I mean, Ivanka doesn't even know. Um, but they, the Mueller team managed to find out that Jared is, in fact, an android. Wow. A, a Jewish android. Hey, good Oh, my goodness. But what else? What else we got? Okay, here's some more, some more fun tidbits. It turns out that um, Melania is, in fact, a KGB sleeper agent. Really? Yes. Melania Trump. She's from what? She's from Eastern Europe. I don't, know. She's, I, I don't actually know where she's from. But she is. It's like, what does that show? The, like the Americans? Basically, yeah. Like KGB oh, sleeper. yeah. Yeah. Melania is a KGB sleeper agent. Really? Again, like nobody knows. Trump nobody knew know. that. 
Nobody knew Mueller that. Found, Mueller found this out, right? I guess and so. And, um, but still, technically, that doesn't count as collusion because Trump doesn't know this. Oh, so he knows it, but Trump doesn't. Right. So all these weird, interesting facts. So you have these people surrounding him. You have agents. You got you got robots and agents. <laughs> and what else? What else? What else? Um, so let's let's talk about collusion. Okay, that's what everybody wants to know. That's the okay. big thing: collusion. So the conclusion is, in fact, that Trump did not collude with Russia. Okay. Okay, but okay. but but but. He There's colluded with Mexico. Mexico. He colluded secretly with Mexico to get elected. Really? And if you think about it, that makes total sense, because given all the way he's shitting on Mexico, and they're the victim, who's getting all the sympathy here? To build the wall, all the rapists that are coming over here. Yeah. We're going to make Mexico pay for the wall. Mexico is coming out of this with a much improved image. Really? Yes, yeah, so that was their game plan. It, it is true. We do feel, I think, more warmly to Mexicans now. It turns out that he, Trump colluded with Mexico to win the election. Could you believe that? It's an absolute bombshell. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, now, now that we know that Trump was colluding with Mexico, things are starting to make sense. For example, in, he, in his tweets, he's actually been secretly communicating with Mexico the entire time, and nobody knew. Ah. Like, um... He's hidden secret messages. Like everyone, you know, like you take like the first letter of all the tweets, and like that spells out certain hidden coded messages. Not only that, but things like Kofifi and Hamburger were actually not typos. Really? Yes. In fact, the code all words. secret, secret communications with Mexico. What do they mean? Amazing. Oh, I don't know. I have oh, no okay. idea. <laughs> I don't know. They couldn't get to the bottom of that. Uh, they got the NSA trying to crack that, but they still haven't figured that out yet. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. But uh, as a side note, I just want to point out that um, so Trump colluded with Mexico to get elected, but he in fact also colluded with <clears throat> Israel, Saudi Arabia, Switzerland, Luxembourg, Liechtenstein, Monaco, Yugoslavia, Czechoslovakia, East Germany, Prussia, and the Ottoman Empire. What? Yes, I know. Switzerland, right? They're like neutral in every war. <laughs> Once again, that's Trump colluded with Israel, Saudi Arabia, Switzerland, Luxembourg, Liechtenstein, Monaco, Yugoslavia, Czechoslovakia, East Germany, Prussia, and the Ottoman Empire. <laughs> Not the Ottomans. The Ottomans, yes. Uh, I know. People uh, have been resting their feet on them for too long. They're tired of, <laughs> they're tired of taking them. Anyway, so there's your collusion right there. I got to tell you, I know it's not the report. I don't trust the armoires either. <laughs> also, those uh, those Afghan quilts or whatever. I don't know. The rugs, the Afghan rugs. Rug, it's a rug. I'm sorry. Whatever. <laughs> I, I knew there was some. Yeah, yes, those Afghan rugs. But uh, anyway, so there you go. So, in fact, proof of collusion after collusion after collusion. That's pretty damning proof, sir. And you got this, you said you got this from a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend of a roommate's friend's brother, sister, cousin, roommate? Uh, something like that, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that is... Uh, that, let me just that, point out that's, that... That's a solid lead. Let me just give it, give, give it advice. Um, when Mueller... Uh, um, Bob, as, as I like to call him. This is to you, Bob. See, when you're working on your report and you have an extra copy, 
if you throw it in the trash, well, the janitor is going to get a hold of it. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Maybe you want to invest in a shredder, Bob? Who cares if you misspelled a couple of words? Yeah. That's it, so... Well, that's I can understand why they want to hide that. I can understand why you know we're only getting a four-page summary because there's a lot there to, to to digest. And as far as obstruction, yeah, of course there was obstruction. Yeah, <laughs> of course, yes. Now though, yes. That's Not a- only that, but appear- they're even obst- obstructing the release of the report itself. I mean, come on. <laughs> they're they're obstructing the report about obstruction because Democrats will never be happy. No. No matter what I do. So I just won't do it. But, uh... Anyway, just like so, my taxes. There you go. I imagine that, uh... The, uh... The special counsel's office, uh, the lawyers are going to be sweeping into my basement at any moment to try to get a hold of this copy, this uh, pretend copy of the uh, Mueller report. I'm going to have to deal with a lot of angry Jewish lawyers in a minute. <laughs> Not only the Jewish lawyers from the Ivory Company, but the Jewish lawyers from the Mueller report. The Mueller uh, team, whatever. Are, remember? Are, are, remember that? Remember that one? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Are they also uh, representing Devin Nunez and his uh, campaigns against uh, Devin Nunez Cow and uh, the Sacramento uh, <laughs> Bee? And... I imagine so, yes. <sighs> That's another fine mess we've gotten ourselves into. Devin Nunez, yes. So what else? What else do you want to talk about? Um, what else? I got all kinds of stuff to talk about. You got something you want to tell a story? You got some, no, no, something you to tell go, some more news? You go. Go ahead. You go. Uh, I'll bounce off you. That's how I feel today. I feel like bouncing. I feel like we've we've maybe we've bounced. But we haven't meandered because normally we talk about something and then we like do a chain of three different conversations. I feel like we haven't meandered properly. Maybe we should we should like enforce a meander. Uh, enforce? How do you enforce a meander? Enforce or force? A forced meander? Oh, okay. This is a forced meander. A for- forced meander. So let's just do some, as, um, was it, uh, our creative writing teacher, like streams of consciousness. So let's, I don't know, how do we do a forced meander? I could talk about Hall's cough drops for a minute. So just, just an update on my life, because I'm sure nobody cares about it. But So I'm still at the tail end of my cold that no shit started at the beginning. Like about the <laughs> second, week in, second week in March. This is the second week in April, and I'm still not quite over it, because... Yeah, uh, my immune system, ever since my kids have been born, has uh, been vacationing in Kabul along with my basement. <laughs> Meaning, by the way, these Hall's cough drops. Have you, have you noticed? Let's uh, do my Carl impression. You haven't noticed that these Hall's cough drops, they have a, a cool meter on them? You ever notice that? I have noticed that, yes. So how cool is ca- your cool meter? Um, I do the ones that, the, the ones that came out that... Are so cool there at the top of the meter, like it's like the highest legal amount of menthol you can have. Wow, they're so cool. At the top of the meter, like five, whatever this is, this meter is. These little bars on the meter. They were just like the plain menthol ones, and they came out with like double the menthol. If you look at them, they're they're double the menthol. But I mean, like the super duper, triple Lindy kind of menthol. Triple Lindy menthol. Yeah, wow. a little shout out to. Uh, <laughs> Back to school, baby. <laughs> yeah. May you a little shout, Rodney. We miss you, Rodney. Yeah, may you rest in peace, buddy. I tell you, I tell you. Um, but uh, so I don't know. Let's meander. Is there any meandering going from cough drops or um, not being really. sick, illnesses, 
Come on, man. Let's get our meander on. Let's 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 go meander right now. I, I order you. Yes. You you order me to meander. Is yes. This, this Come is on. a forced meandering. You know, Remember? we, we worried we worried about this country becoming a fascist state. When you start enforcing and forcing people to meander, well, I sir, I only think that fascism is right around the corner. Uh, well, since we're talking about fascism, I can throw in a, a, a little haha. Okay. Um, let's 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 this, back up. Because nothing's the funnier than fascism. Yes. Yeah. That that leads right into my next joke. We'll we'll come back to the meander. But um, there was a story, and I me- I meant I meant to mention this last podcast, but. It, it slipped my mind. So I saw a little little news blurb about some kid who was busted for spraying, uh, like, Nazi graffiti. I think it was some schoolyard in Queens. So some 12-year-old was busted. Because he spray-painted swastikas and Hail Hitler across, I don't know, it was like a playground, a school playground. And so I don't know, I can't even begin to convey how much... This disgusted and repulsed me, and just the fact that a kid sprayed "Hail Hitler" only shows you how poor our education system is. Because it's supposed to be "Heil Hitler" and not "Hail Hitler." <laughs> I was so disgusted by his. I mean, if you're going to be a white supremacist Nazi, at least get it right. Yes. Come on. Yes. It's hail. It's Heil Hitler, not Hail Hitler. Hail Hitler. Great. Because the thing that was really, really important about the Third Reich was the attention to detail. Yes. <laughs> Which kind of did them in because they had all these giant logbooks of all, and, and numbers. You know, there, there were numbers next to the names that, uh, <laughs> of the people. But uh, anyway, there you go. There's a little uh, little uh, fascism comedy for you. It's yeah, Heil Hitler, not Hail that, Hitler. That's, that's, uh, that's... That's about as funny as you can make fascism, sir. So <laughs> <laughs> you want to you want to throw something in? Use your uh, Warsaw Ghetto Pass? No, no, I'm not, I'm not feeling it yet. It's still early. It's still early in the year. I mean, you know, this is this is only April. We have time. Yeah. So. But but Passover is coming up. So what better occasion to make a Jewish slur than right around the corner from Passover? Again, it's Jewish humor. It's <laughs> not a slur. <laughs> Well, I can slur all I want. You can slur all you want. And if yes. I have more scotch, I might slur some myself. But Oh, but that's a different slur. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Uh, what else? What else? I don't know. You, I, I still don't feel a meander coming on here. Scotch. Wait, scotch. Let's focus on that. What kind of scotch are you drinking? Uh, this is the uh, Glen Fittich. I'm sorry, the Glen Livet Founders Reserve. Uh, Glen Livet's... Uh, Good entry point scotch. It's not a aged scotch, you know, like a twelve or fifteen year. So that means it's it's uh, kind of a baseline cheaper scotch. But it's a it's a good introduction to people who want to try one of the the glens, uh, which are one what are some, some of the famous bigger... scotch things? What are some famous scotch things? You get whiskey, you get tape. What else? Uh, hop. You got. I feel like a, I feel like I'm a tweet from uh, who, who do we follow again? Yeah, like, I can't think of his name. Um, oh, uh, famous... oh, uh, um. No, I'm just like George Wallace. Uh, yeah, yeah, George Wallace. Yeah, yeah. Famous, famous scotches. You got yeah. hop, you got tape, you got uh, the alcoholic beverage. What other famous you scotches? You got scotch, scotch eggs. That's a type of egg. You know, scotch eggs. Um, you got butter scotch. Butter scotch. Obviously, scotch whiskeys. Uh, anyway, so he a little shout out to George Wallace. 
uh, not the dead presidential candidate, but the no. comedian. Yes, follow him on Twitter. He's hilarious. He's great. We do follow him on Twitter. No, I'm telling everyone who's listening to okay. follow on, t- on Twitter as well. Uh, what I'm else? giving a yeah. plug to George Wallace. I'm his advertiser today. Wow, because he does not have enough followers. Hey, you know what? Good comedians need all the exposure they can get. You never know when that's going to be the first exposure for somebody. What about some famous exposures? You get uh, Indecent, you get Northern. <laughs> what else? Uh, double. When you used to double. Have Ooh. Yeah. Wow, a little uh, film camera. Yeah, there you go. Boom. Wow, you're going to Kodak, Kodak on my ass, huh? Yeah, baby. For for those of you who are, 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 are younger listeners, a film was something that we used to take pictures with. We didn't have phones in our pocket. We took pictures digitally. We had cameras, usually pretty big, that we had to carry around. And it shot and, and, and imprinted these pictures on this thing called film. We have wow. to take this film in this little plastic canister, dark canister, because you couldn't expose it to light. You had to take it over to a film developer, and they would develop the film for you, and you'd get your picture like a few days later. It was a really unless, long, laborious pro, uh, uh, unless, process. Unless you were Jeffrey Dahmer, in which case you used a Polaroid, because you couldn't take your photos down to Photomat of ah. uh, all the corpses, right? Yeah, you might want to go with the the code the Kodak Polaroid. On you that. think? Do you think Polaroid use on the marketing? Polaroid, four things that you don't want to get developed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Polaroid was still making that instant camera, uh, even up to a few years ago. I think somebody else makes the film because it was it's so popular. Some yeah. other company, yeah, took over the production. So we were talking about I was gonna make some film joke. Um, now the only film I encounter is the film on my teeth that the dentist removes, and the reason why I mention it is because I just went to the dentist, uh, maybe, I want to say yesterday, I got my, my semi-annual teeth cleaning, and the only thought really occurred to me is that, well, a couple of thoughts occurred to me. The first thought was that I don't floss enough, and then, yeah. I, I usually I follow the same pattern. I say, I have an appointment, let's pick a date, whatever. I got an appointment for April, for April 1st, let's say. So, I realized... That would be foolish. Ah, uh, Okay. Yeah, you're ruining my flow, bro. Sorry. Um, let's say I have a dentist appointment for the beginning of April. And so towards the end of March, I'm like, ooh, I should probably start flossing. And then what I usually do is I then call them up a couple of days before the appointment and move the appointment so that I buy myself another week or two of flossing. Oh. I invariably do this over and over again where I wait till the last minute and I don't floss and then I move the appointment so I really have another week or two to floss. But hey, this yeah. time... They know that you're full of shit at that point, though. I know. <laughs> so this time, I said, screw it. I only started flossing a couple days before I went. I screw it, whatever. I just went to the dentist. And again, you know, I just, it was a confessional. I just, I completely came clean. that I wasn't flossing. I know I wasn't flossing enough. I needed to floss better. But then when I left, so as part of the cleaning, what do they do? Like, one of the last things they do is floss your teeth as part of the visit. So... My horrible thought when I leave there is, well, they just flossed for me. I don't have to floss again today. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm already like, like slacking off in the flossing 10 seconds after I walk out of the office because like, technically I flossed already today. I don't have to do that. Yeah. Um, You're good. But um, so I had my semi-annual flossing and they did my x-rays and um, yeah, that's about it. Film. Yeah. 
That's a good. Me- I think it's a good meander. What do you think? I think you meandered very, very well. I think the problem is, is that if it's a good meander, a good meander always ends with wait a minute. What were we talking about again? But I know what I was talking about, so it's not a good meander. I think you meandered like a lazy river through the Tennessee countryside. A lazy river. You want? Oh, the Tennessee countryside. Yes. How would you would you happen to have experience with that? Well, that leads to a perfect segue. Would have thought that I could talk about my trip to Tennessee. Oh, by all means. By all means. Oh, yes. I just spent a few days in wonderful Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. If you've uh, not been to that area, um, Pigeon Forge is right outside of Gatlinburg. Uh, now, hold on a second. I don't think those words have ever been put together in a sense before. Wonderful and Pigeon Forge? Uh, how do I describe Pigeon Forge? Uh, take I Drive and fill it with country western music. How's that? Now, how would you just, for the people to know, how would you describe I Drive? I know what I Drive is. I Drive is the main <laughs> business tourist area in Orlando. So if you've ever it's, been to. For, for those, those who don't know, it's called International yeah. Drive. I Drive is what the locals, yes. locals call it. Exactly. If you have ever been to a theme park in Orlando, if you've been to Disney or SeaWorld or Universal, International Drive is that one main throwaway that has every kitschy little business and shop and restaurant that you can imagine from the wonderworks house to every bahama breeze yeah. to the world's not largest o- yeah, McDonald's. not only that but like restaurants and like horrible horrible like stores where you can buy like all kinds of souvenirs and clothing and stuff exactly so that's um that's as a side note as an aside note if you've ever been the there is a Canadian version of iDrive. The city of Niagara Falls. Now, there's a Niagara Falls on the U.S. side and Niagara Falls city on the Canadian side. On the Canadian right. side, Niagara Falls, Canada. They have their own iDrive. Do they? It's not called that, but it's the exact yeah. same thing. They even have, like, a wax museum. They have um, all the same crap as an iDrive in Orlando. <laughs> well, Pigeon Forge... Is that at the base of the Smoky Mountains? <laughs> it's <laughs> it has got a, a a wax museum, a Hollywood wax museum. It's got a Titanic museum. Uh, the big wow. thing, yeah, a tit- a museum on the Titanic. The big thing there that really kind of started that whole explosion of of tourist trap type of stuff is uh, Dollywood. If you're not familiar, that's Dolly Parton's theme park. That is right there. And they just built everything else around it. You've got zip lines. They have a roller coaster built into the side of a mountain now. Uh, you know, it's just escape rooms left and right. That's the big thing now is escape rooms. It oh, used to be God. when we, we when we were growing up. It used to be laser tag rooms. Now it's escape rooms. Everyone has an escape room. So there's like I think like a half dozen escape rooms. Uh, themed show. Uh, you know, di- themed dinners. You know, kind of like a medieval times. But I think this one was like a country western or cowboy or annie oakley thing i don't know i didn't go there but uh, i i didn't i didn't really feel a lot of the touristy things um i did want to go to the old mill they have an old mill that's been there since the 1800s that used to the old mill yeah they used to it used to ground flour to make meal and stuff like that so they it's used, like right on a little lake or a river or something? it's on a river yeah yeah and it has a, a has a, a wheel that used to to be water powered and grind the uh the meal. Uh, 
So it, it's still there. Uh, and my grandmother had gone there with my mom's family in the 50s, and she painted Whoa. My, my, She painted a picture of, of that, a watercolor, which my mother still has. And, and she was a really talented artist. I have none of that talent. Um, so I wanted to go ahead and, and uh, see if I could uh, find that, that mill again. And it's right there, and it's still there. And I, I took a picture of the mill and put it side by side with that, that, that portrait. Now, see, the, the funny ending to that story would have been that you saw the mill, and it looks nothing like the, the painting. Well, the the shot I took looks a lot like the painting because I cut everything except for that one thing I was focusing on out. But around the mill now is nothing but a huge old mill restaurant and the old mill uh, distillery and the old mill ice cream shop and the old mill chocolate shop and the old mill this shop and the old mill that shop and the old mill everything shop. It's nothing but shops around there now. So, But I did get some moonshine there, so that was pretty good. They had it. They have what is moonshine is is like uh, what proof is it like ninety seven percent alcohol? What is that exactly? It it could be different different types. Uh, Most of what they were selling there was about sixty proof because their big thing was a lot of different flavors. No 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 no. no, no. Hold on, back up, back up a second. Hold on now. Sixty proof is like lower than like your your average alcohol. Do you mean sixty percent? Because the the proof no, is double. No, no, so like... this is only sixty proof of the ones that were flavored. It was sixty proof. Now I got the regular okay unflavored moonshine, and that was like because the proof is that double was like eighty percentage, proof, right? So. Right, so like your normal liquors, they're sold in the U.S. tend to be the eighty proof, which is forty percent. Exactly. So you're saying that it was like a liqueur, which is like even less than just like your average. Whatever your Jack Daniels or your yeah, this, yeah, that's, that's wow, that's pretty, that's pretty weak, weak actually. But um, no, because they're very, very sweet, so you feel like you're drinking a dessert, and if you're not careful, that stuff will sneak up on you. So you got to be careful. Okay, especially I'm, with, I'm thinking like some like if if you want bad hangovers, you drink alcohol with lots of sugar in it, and that that can give you a bad hangover. I didn't have one, but I know from oh, I've, previous I experience that, that that can happen. I thought that the hangover was due to dehydration. You don't drink enough water when you drink alcohol because drinking alcohol makes you pee a lot that, and you don't replenish with that causes. That's part of it, but those sugary drinks, sugary alcohol, makes it worse. Really? Because I've been consuming sugar my whole life, and I like. I think I've built up a little tolerance. Have you gotten really, really drunk on things like rum or wine or things like that? Um. Yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah. So, so, like, to me, wine hangovers are much worse than beer hangovers. Huh. What's the worst hangover of them all? Uh, Jaeger hangover? Oh, yeah. Tequila. Oh, Oh, no. That's right. Goldschlager. That's the one drink I can never have again. Goldschlager. Oh, my God. Uh, Puking up cinnamon is the worst feeling in the world. Oh, okay. So, that was... In my early days of drinking, that was my early 20s, and uh, I have, I don't think I've had Goldschlager since then. I think it's the one alcohol I, like, avoid at, like, all costs. I don't know, me just personally, as a Jew, the concept of drinking gold sounds really appealing, appealing to me. <laughs> you said it, not me! <laughs> um, I, just, I had a thought, because, have you ever had mezcal? I don't think I have. I just discovered that with like a couple of weeks ago. The wife and I went out for a little adult time, um, and we we went to this cool kind of hipster Mexican restaurant 
the north side of Baltimore, and they have a mezcal bar. So mezcal is basically a cousin to tequila. Like, it's this, it's, it's a plant. And there's like many many strains of it, and like one of the strains they used to is uh, make tequila, so-called agave, whatever. I don't know too much about it, but basically the best way to describe it is that mezcal is a cousin. It's a different strain of the same plant that's used to make tequila, and it had a tequila-ish feel. And uh, but it was mezcal. It was the first time. I don't know that at my age there's a lot of like new things I can do. <laughs> I'm like well, I've never consumed. I've never was well, a, a liquor I've never consumed before. Mezcal. Wow. Good stuff, huh? I mean, I don't feel like I've been wasting the past forty some odd years. Like, how could I've gone so long without having mezcal? It was more like, oh, this isn't bad. Yeah, <laughs> mezcal. There you go. Nice. Uh, okay, let's continue. Oh, well, just, uh, I, I guess I used my tablet just to kind of go back to the thing we were talking about, sugar making hangovers worse. Uh, this is from, I just pulled the first one that came up, uh, MikeGutHealth.com, or MikeGutHealthToday.com, so it's some health website. I don't know how legit it is, but this is what they say. Uh, sugar and alcohol both have a lot in common. They both cause di- dehydration, and they are both processed through the liver. These commonalities mean that when combined, sugary alcoholic drinks produce a much more severe hanger over than alcohol alone. Huh. Uh, uh, Already then. Yeah. That's that's it right there. So the there is definitely something to that. Uh, the more I mean sugar- I love I love uh, Yeah. I like uh, sugary rum drinks. And I remember at my bachelor party I was pretty torn up. I was drinking the honey. Was it the honey Jack Daniels or the honey Jim Beam? Yes. Which one? Yeah, I was. I think it was a honey Jim Beam that we had. Yeah, that was pretty uh, pretty tough. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the moonshine is is a lot like that. It's different flavors and they're very sweet. They have everything from like your normal apple, cherry, peach type flavors to things like oatmeal raisin cookie and French toast. Um, they're really interesting kind of combinations that they have. Uh, they're good. They're sweet. I don't know if it's something I would like drink every day. Uh, I brought a couple of different ones home. The one I like the best is actually the non-flavored one. I like taking that and then mixing it with a little. They gave me a jar of like regular lemonade. I mixed the regular moonshine with the regular lemonade and made a pretty good drink with that. Also, bought- again, so what's the highest proof moonshine you have? Because to me, it doesn't feel like moonshine unless it's like a hundred and forty proof or uh- something. I don't know at the highest. I mean, I'm not. I would not a moonshine expert, but most you know scotches and things like that aren't that high. So um, I don't think they're. I think the moonshine they're selling is pretty much like the uh, what do you call it the uh, the absinthe that they sell now over here these days, which is it's kind of that in name only. It's a mainstream kind of uh. pared down thing to to get people to entice people to drink it and make them think that okay i mean is it not even as strong as like your everclear which is your grain alcohol which is like i know in the state of florida the highest you can legally sell the last time i checked 20 years ago was 153 wow i I don't know what the legal limit is in florida now or really anywhere so no it's not that high it's not that strong so which is you know 76 percent or whatever yeah six and a half percent and like you can get like the bacardi 151 that's like the really strong stuff now the one the, the thing that i did get that i that i actually really like it makes a nice little little dessert snack is they have a jar of moonshine and it's filled with maraschino cherries just soaking yeah. in it 
So every once in a while, yeah. I take a couple of those cherries out, just pop them in my mouth, and you get a nice little zing. It's a nice little sweet zing. So. All right. So what else? You got some more. You got some more juicy tidbits. You got some more haha from Tennessee. I uh, know it was it was it was a, a, a relatively calm trip. Uh, I rented a cabin from a friend, a beautiful cabin. Um, it, we stayed there just basically three days. Uh, did some hiking. Did some uh, cave exploring. Uh, did some cave, wait, wait, the wait, cabin. wait, wait, cave exploring. Yeah, you know they they have a they have a. I think they're called the Tuscaloosa Caverns or something. There. It's now, were tour. you by yourself or did you go with like a? Group? No, it's a tour. What? It's a tour. No, I didn't do spelunking. You know, did I didn't... you go with a group of like uh, Thai school children? No, like there a was soccer no, team by any chance. No, there was no Thai school children. This was a guided tour, lighted. That actually led us to an underground waterfall, which was pretty cool. So, yeah, yeah it was nice. It was beautiful. And the couch. waterfall was a waterfall of moonshine. Ah, yes, it was. So, yeah, but, baby. But it was it was for my tenth wedding anniversary. It was our trip for our tenth wedding anniversary. Now, hold on a second. Did you frolic naked in this waterfall? No, no, no. There was some naked frolicking, but it was not in the waterfall. It was our anniversary. Wait, wait. So, did we, you frolic? Did you do some clothed frolicking in the waterfall? No, no. I would have had to plunge to my death to get to that waterfall. So, I was, okay. So, <laughs> so to, uh, yeah. Come on. I mean, how often do you get to see an underground waterfall? You got to do some frolicking there and plunging to your death. Yeah, of course. So, like. Like the the walkthrough was at the top of the waterfall, wasn't at the bottom of the waterfall. Uh, no, it was actually it. The, it was. The way it is, is is you're following the path, you're kind of going into the lower part of the waterfall. It's like 250 feet tall, so it goes way, way up. You're underground, so you can kind of see the top of it, but not really. Uh, and then it goes down, like, below you as well. So it's, okay. you're kind of like in the middle of the waterfall, but you're not what in the, the water. This, what was you're the name the, of this place? I think it's the Tuckalichi Caverns, I believe. Uh, Tuckalichi. Tuckalichi Caverns in Tennessee. All right. Yeah, it was... I see your Tuckalichi Caverns, and I raise you Mammoth Cave, Kentucky. Mammoth Cave, Kentucky. I did not go there. Yeah, I've been there. Ah. I've been in my in my Ute. I've been to Mammoth Cave, which is like I guess the biggest cave in the country, or the I don't know where the world. I don't know. <laughs> was it beautiful? You know what? I don't remember. Goddamn. <laughs> oh. I remember that... going there, but. Ooh, did not. I just don't remember Mammoth Cave. Yeah, it, it, it made it made that much of a of, of an impact on you. So I think I remember being because I'm kind of a mild fear of heights. I think I remember there was like a a rickety metal staircase I had to climb that was like ten flights of rickety metal staircase. Oh, nice. That's, that's the only thing that made the impression was like the fear. And the fear of death. Yeah. Um. It, the 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 story behind the Tuckalichi Caverns is kind of interesting. They were they were found by an eight and six year old boy in like the 1930s hold on a second. why you tell is this a long story because or, or i what i want let's do it let's have a little fun here let's do it in film strip style so you say a couple lines and then i'll do the i'll do the boop of the film strip and then we'll explain to our audience what a film strip is but go <laughs> well it's not that long but okay just pat it so we can have a couple slides okay it's like a Go ahead. The tuck. You gotta use a voice. You, you gotta okay. use a voice. The I'll, do, I'll, I'll do my voice. narrator voice. Ready? Okay. okay. The Tuckalichi Caverns in Tennessee were found by two boys, eight and six years old. Dude. These boys noticed rainwater draining into a hole in a crevice, 
Clearing the debris... Okay. Clearing the debris from the hole, they found it led into a cavern. The boys entered the cavern, not being able to see inches from their... In front of their face. They walked by throwing small pebbles in front of them and stopped when they didn't hear the, pe- the pebble hit the ground. They climbed out but would return there often using light, li- uh, lit kerosene lamps to guide their way. After World War II, the boys would return and buy the surrounding land and mining rights to the caverns. The caverns are still owned by the same family, and tours are given daily. Wow, you really paid attention to the tour. Was that off of memory? Yeah, it was. <laughs> wow, that's good. Now explain, you want to explain to the audience what a film strip is? <laughs> no, I already explained film once tonight. Okay, no, I got it. I have got to basically Here, let, let in me... high school. Uh, let me let me tell our millennial uh, listeners read a fucking book. There you go. <laughs> a what? I'm sorry. Did you just say a book? A book is something. We've explained no, books just... before. <laughs> go uh, back a few a episodes. Film? We we explain books. I got I got to explain because I don't want people have to do homework. But uh, so a film strip, from my recollection, even back in high school, was it's like it's a slide projector. Yeah. And look up what a slide is. And what is there was an accompanying audio recording. And then, so, uh, you would play the recording, and then you were supposed to, you're supposed to follow along, but you had to manually advance the slides. And so, the little beep would tell the teacher, they would press the button to advance the, to slide. Advance the slide. So, yeah. like, there would be, like, a picture, and there would be audio accompanying it, and then it would go, it would beep, and then the teacher would advance the slide. Yeah, if... I don't know if you... Did you used to have the Disney records as a kid? I don't think so. Okay, I used to have the Disney records as a kid. The vinyl records. And they would come with the book. And it was usually an adaption of their movies, their cartoons and stuff like that. And it was the same thing. that You put the record on and the, the voice said, and you know it's time to turn the page... When Tinkerbell rings her little chime like this. <laughs> and so you would listen for Tinkerbell's chime to turn the page. So, Man. So. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, t- Tennessee was beautiful. My, my wife was very, very happy that I did not murder her. Because the last time I had been to Tennessee was with my ex-wife. And uh, uh, that was a trip just a year or two before diver- divorce. And uh, she almost died on that trip. Now, I, I had nothing to do with it, as I told the investigating officers. I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> we had decided to go white water rafting on that trip. And that was a very, very bad week because we got up there and it rained constantly. And it was torrential rain. But we still, like a third day into our trip, decided to go ahead and make our appointment to the white water rafting place. And it was a bad move. It was a it was a quote unquote class two river, which is like yes. pretty beginner. Um, well, after do you know where the only little trivia? Do you know where the only class five rapids are in the entire world? Uh, no, that would be the Niagara River below the falls. Well, there you go. So, well, you were not there. So this was supposed to be which which if hold on, a little trivia. If you've ever seen the movie Superman two, the scene where. Ah. Lois, Lois jumps into the river, and then Clark is running alongside of her. Uh-huh. That's actually filmed, because that was my excitement. I went to my, my trip to Niagara Falls. And you went to Because there's it. a little... 
And I found that at like the exact spot where he's running alongside. That's where they filmed that scene. Awesome. So no, I I did not know that. Well, there you go. Um, but uh, yeah. So this class two, uh, after three or four days of torrential rain, is no longer really a class two. I'm probably saying it's a three or a four by this point. So we wow. we go into the raft with our guide, and that river is just taking us. I mean, just we're booking and we're all inexperienced. This is our first time whitewater rafting. So we're paddling our happy little asses off. And this guy's just basically trying to, to, to keep us in control. And we hit, it was six of us in the boat. So there's like two in front, two in the middle, and then two in the back. So we, Hey, bit, just like, uh, my uh, swingers party. Boom. Ah, ha ha. Yeah, there, there was no swing in that trip, let me tell you. But, uh, so anyway, we hit this dip in the river. And so basically, we're traveling so fast and hit this dip so quickly that the front goes down into the dip. And as it does, it comes up before the back hits. So basically, it bends the boat into a U shape for wow. like half a second because it's traveling so quickly. And in doing so, my ex-wife, who's sitting behind me, gets thrown out of the boat. She was in the back? She was in back. She was right behind me. Now, was she not wearing her seatbelt? We didn't have seatbelts. We had life jackets. We didn't have seatbelts. What? What what kind of a boat doesn't have seatbelts? Oh, no. This is like 2003. It didn't have seatbelts. So, wait, and actually, wait, I don't know. Do have... I, I don't know. With whitewater rafting, you might not want them. If it capsizes, you're you're bolted in underneath water. You might not want that. So, hey, good point. So, uh, it it flings her out. She goes into the cold river, goes underneath our boat, and pops up on the other side because she's wearing the life jacket. Wow! And another boat of the tour picked her up and pulled her in. We friggin' even now that was that the river was cold. I, I imagine. I'm assuming so. I don't know. I didn't go in. So, <laughs> but uh, but you never touched the yeah, water. No, once? it was it was cold. It was not something you would want to jump into. No, and yeah. uh, we. I mean, that thing. We even missed our landing spot. We ended up in this guy's backyard. It was that was a hilarious trip. So my, my I had to convince my wife that no, me taking her to Tennessee was not a way of me trying to uh, get a quickie divorce. <laughs> <laughs> now was this guy like the guy's backyard? Was it like a farmer with a shotgun who chased chased you off the property? Uh, uh, funny that you say that. Um, he was a uh, a kind of a. I want to say the description is he was a stereotypical like Tennessee like hillbilly. I mean, he li- literally uh-huh. lived in a trailer d- down by the river. Uh, hey. And the poor guy, you could see where the water had gotten so bad, you could see the water mark on his trailer. So he probably, you know, had his trailer, like, flooded just a couple days before. So he doesn't have that much. He's living in a trailer down by the river. And we come rowing up into his backyard. And let me tell you something. That poor redneck living in a trailer down by the river, who probably had a lot of his things ruined, looked at the six of us in that boat, or I guess five at this point, looked at, <laughs> looked at us and looked at us like we were the dumbest motherfuckers he'd ever seen in his life. <laughs> and in that moment of time, I made eye contact with him, and I said, Sir, you are absolutely right. We are the dumbest motherfuckers on the face of the planet. <laughs> I could not disagree. That 
poor man living in a trailer down by a Tennessee river had the social upper hand on our entire group that one point. Nice. <laughs> wow. He had the pity upper hand. He sure did. Man. So. That's a perfect way to end. Shall we end the Tennessee story or you want to? Yeah, uh, yeah I just want to, I, I just want to say one thing. And, uh, it's when you live in, in, in urban areas like you do, like I do, you get used to, you get used to multiculturalism. You get used to seeing different people, different cultures, different ways of life, and it, it, it just comes accepted. And I think it's not that there isn't inherent racism in urban areas, but I think it's not so easily recognizable, or it's not so easily kind of like talked about. Not quite so much in Tennessee. So one of the days that we were there, we went to a couple of antique stores because the wife likes to go to antique stores. So we went to a couple of antique stores to look around and some, see some stuff. And we went to one, and there was this really sweet older lady running one of these stores. Um, I would say she's probably in her late fifties, early sixties. Very nice, very hospitable. Asked, you know, helped us out if we needed anything. Did some chit chat stuff like that. And she invariably asked where I, where I was from. I told her Miami, and you know, she goes, oh, there's a lot of, is it bad down there, a lot of crime? I'm like, you know, yeah, you get to crime like you did in any heavy city and stuff like that, I said. But it's not a lot of, you, people think it's a lot of murder and stuff like that. It's not really a lot of murder or anything. It's a lot of, I said it's a lot of, like, poverty-driven crime. A lot of a lot of thefts, a lot of break-ins, a lot of, you know, car thieves. You, know, you Sometimes it's with, it's, it's armed robbery and stuff like that, so I'm not saying there's no violence, but... It's mostly economic-driven type type crime that we have here. And then she goes, and she goes, yeah, we, we don't have a lot of crime in here. It's it's not uh, uh, too bad in this area. It's pretty quiet. And he said, we get some crime in Memphis. She goes, but that's basically the blacks. And I just, like, I paused for a second. I'm like, the blacks? It's like, I've never, we don't really hear people in... Miami, I'm assuming in Baltimore, referred to like other entire race of peoples as just that race. You know, it's like I don't see a lot of people saying the blacks or the Jews or the Muslims. Uh, obviously, racism exists everywhere. And I know that if you ask this lady or you confront her on it, she wouldn't even think that she was being racist. She probably doesn't believe that she is a racist. But this whole just kind of easy transition into taking an entire group of people and just kind of putting them into that one category as the blacks. And she also said something about the Mexicans and the Hondurans, which apparently are employed a lot there because it's a lot of service industry. They work really hard. You know, kind of those generalizations like that. It's just kind of like, you know, you understand a little bit what it's like to be right in the middle of Trump country. And let me tell you, Tennessee, pull up the Electoral College map. Yeah. That is Trump country big time. Big time. Uh, you know, Hillary won a couple of counties in Tennessee, around Memphis and Nashville and stuff like that. Usually she got like 50-something percent of the votes. But in those non-urban areas of Tennessee, which is about 90% of the counties in Tennessee... Trump got 70 to 80% of the vote. I looked it up. 
and it was. Well, since we are, what about now? I can talk about I know briefly about this, but there's like a, there's a song that's the biggest song in the country right now, and I can't for the light. Let me think of what it is. You know what I'm talking about? It's a uh, the 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 the. the uh, let me look it up. It's the country song that it was done by a black guy. In the I should look up his name. Oh, I heard something about it, but I haven't heard it. I didn't. But the whole idea is like, well, he wasn't allowed to do it. They, they delisted him because he wasn't allowed to do a country song. And then Billy Ray Cyrus, they did a remix with Billy Ray Cyrus. Like, well, then that's, that's okay. Oh, now you can be a country artist. But like, it's like, it sounds like a country song, but why is it they delisted him? Because he's a black guy. That, that's a controversy going on. I'm going to look it up real quick. Was it something like Old Town or something like that? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, I heard, I heard vaguely a little bit about it, but. But not a lot. So. Oh, here we go. Okay. Little Nass X's Old Town Road hit the number one on the Billboard 100. And there's a whole debate about, oh, yeah, is he, it, like, they delisted, they delisted this on because it wasn't country enough. Like, come on. We know what's going on here. It's, I, I, I think, and I think that is one of the things that we kind of have to understand about racism or about about bias um or bigotry it it's i think we all expect that a racist is somebody that is like overtly racist like they'll drop the n-bomb on somebody and they hate black people and 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 things like that um but that's not i think the way racism operates mostly in this country i think it's much more subtle than that and it's just this idea that other people are other people. They're the others. They're not me. You know, I, like I said, if I were to talk to that lady, if I were to really sit down and talk to her, and if I could do that and not, you know, have her get offended and then get defensive, because you start talking about race to people, and I think they automatically want to get defensive. Um, if you were able to talk to her without her getting defensive, she would probably truly believe that she is not a racist. She would probably tell you that she has black friends or so-and-so has, you know, gone to her church forever and that's one of the most dear person to her. You know, and she would probably tell you about the time that she, you know, helped uh, do a church drive for some black family in need and something like that. And they all had a great time doing that and helping that black family or something like that. And, and she would be very... I think sincere in her belief that she was not a racist. But there's still that aspect, I think, in her brain that because they're black, they're the other. They're culturally different, so therefore they're different. And maybe if she's really being honest, because they're different than her, they're not quite as good as her in her mind. And speaking of which, have you ever seen that movie, The Others, with Nicole Kidman? Yes. It's like a suspense horror movie. That's pretty awesome. Did Nothing we, to do with racism, by the way. Did we just, just meander a, into that? <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, perfect. Oh, perfect meander. So, you know, but, I, I, uh, I, you know, I'm not trying to call that lady out because, like I said, I don't think she, I don't think she was a. I think we think of. I think it should only be appropriate that you tell me her first name and the name of the store yeah, you're at, I, so people can visit. I honestly couldn't remember either. So, <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like I think we want we want to say, you know, racism is evil. But I think people, the people who who have racist ability or, or, or racist little tendencies in them, 
aren't necessarily overtly evil. They don't seem to be overtly evil. They just have that that box that they put people in, and they just they don't know how to break down those boxes. <sighs> well, if they're a cardboard box, you can either use a box cutter, <laughs> or I imagine it's probably chances are it's an Amazon box because most of the boxes they break down my house are Amazon boxes. How do you break? How do you get them out of that box? And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure if you're a person of color, if you're a minority, you don't want to hear these excuses anymore. And I don't blame you. I really don't. I'm sitting here, you know, trying... I'm not really trying to defend this woman, but I'm trying to understand this woman more than anything. But... How old was she? Wait, wait, how old was she? Like I said, late 50s, early 60s. You know... So do you think age has something to do with it, or is that irrelevant? I I think age, I think exposure, I think the area she's grown up in, that that is the Deep South. Um... I, you know. Let me ask you. So, in, in spending a week there, how many people of color did you run into, or did, were, like was everything just lily white? I mean, uh, no, I ran into a few, uh, especially in because it's a tourist area. You're going to run into some more some more different nationalities and stuff like that than you would probably elsewhere. But as far as like the service industry, like the people that were working there, the you know, the clerks at all the stores and stuff like that, they were all white. And to quote Chris Rock, it's all right because it's all white. <laughs> so, but I don't, I, I'm not, again, I'm not bad-mouthing Tennessee. I'm not trying to bad-mouth the people. I'm just, again, trying to understand it. And I, I understand that, you know, their way, way of life is much different than ours. And I don't understand, I don't understand how people vote for Trump. But this is clearly an area that voted for Trump. And so their their way of looking at the world is completely different than mine. So, uh, I don't know. Within the past couple of years, I've been to both both Nashville and Memphis. Obviously, you had that whole story about Memphis, yeah, and the blues, yeah. and how I escaped with my life, not due to the crime, but the fried food. Yes, yes. So, but Memphis, if you want to fear anything from Memphis, but Memphis, let's be Na- honest, but, it's it's the fried food. Yeah, but Memphis and Nashville are a little bit different. Those are the blue areas of Tennessee. So, yeah. Uh, Pigeon Forge is not. I mean, it's touristy, but the, everything around there is, is is red. It's deep red. So. Oh boy. Well, speaking of deep red, speaking of bad segues, let's do some segments. Okay. What segment do you want to do, sir? I got a couple. Um, let's see. Obviously, do you want to do you want to start with a trending topic? Or you want to knock some other stuff out before we do a trending topic? Uh, do you want to get some of the uh? The fine uh, show work out of the no. way. No, 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 not housekeeping. the housekeeping. Yeah. I mean, so okay. I want to throw in. I want to throw in. I'm going to shout out to a weird science uh, segment. Okay, go for it. Okay, so uh, I'm doing this from memory, but I saw an article recently that said that astronauts on the space station turns out that when they're up there, it somehow is reactivating all the. What the fuck is that banging noise? What are you talking about? Are you being serious? Are you kidding? No, uh, what are you talking about? Are we starting that shit again? Like a, You're not getting your no, wall. No, not, are you starting no, that shit I'm not again? starting this. What was that banging noise? There was no banging noise, dude. Okay. It was a... Maybe it was static. Anyways. Uh, anyway, so... Um, so, astronauts on the space station, they, they did studies, and it turned out that being in space reactivated 
the herpes virus? What? Viruses in their bloodstream? Because obviously, not not just your like sexually transmitted herpes, but like there's all different strains of herpes, right? Like it's cold sores, if you will. It's all good. Apparently, being in space somehow reactivated the herp, maybe these dormant herpes viruses in their bodies. So the really the only thing I could think of was um, that scene. Tell me if this sounds familiar. The scene from the movie Ice Pirates. Remember Space Herpes? Oh God, I haven't seen Ice Pirates in forever. But there was something. It was it was just this little gag. It was called Space Herpes. But there's such a thing now. Space Herpes. <laughs> Well, I guess it's just regular herpes, but space brings it back into full blown. Uh, that's oh man, was it? You get super gonorrhea? No, I guess space herpes. Oh, <laughs> space herpes. I got I got space herpes on my Luke Skycocker. <laughs> oh jeez. Um, what else? Um, I, another study I wanted to share with you. It really was amusing and scary to me because. Um, I was standing in the kitchen, reading a study, right on my phone, reading, you know, as I, you know, wasted, whittling away my life, reading stupid news stories. And the stupid news story that caught my attention was that the study that said people who drink hot tea double the risk of them getting esophageal cancer. What? Did you see that? No. You, that? you get, a, okay, so hot tea, which is supposed to be. This healthy alternative for a lot of things and one of the healthier drinks you can have, you double the chance of esophageal. Like really hot tea. (laughs) (laughs) Say it. Say it. Esophageal cancer. Can the how about can you say esophageal? I just did the title. I just did. Can you say esophageal? Esophageal. 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 Yes. Drink like really hot, like if you don't let it cool. Apparently, you gotta let it cool. Let your tea cool. Oh well, I don't drink super. So so okay. So it's not the tea itself; it's the scalding temperature that does it. Oh yes. Oh yes. okay. Tea. Okay. Tea's great for it. Okay. No, it's like if you don't let your tea cool. Like, but the reason why this story caught my attention because, uh, ask me, what was I doing while I was reading this story? Masturbating. <laughs> that you know what. If I ask any question and you answer that, chances are that's a pretty good guess. <laughs> that's why I answered that. <laughs> but in this particular case, I was, in fact, making tea at the time. Ah. So, like, I just boiled some tea, because, like, especially with a cold, right? So I'm constantly, like, boiling tea. So, like, I just boiled tea. I just turned off the oven, and it was, like, sitting on the, on the, on the, on the stove, just waiting for it to cool a bit, just cool enough to pour it, let alone drink it. And I'm sitting there, I'm reading the study, and looking over the teapot, looking at, the st- looking at my phone, looking over the teapot, like, oh, just saying, oh, fuck. <laughs> so I'm reading the story about how tea causes cancer while I'm making myself hot tea. That works. Yes. That works great. <laughs> and masturbating. And masturbating. And masturbating. And you, by the way, you were correct in your answer. <laughs> you know, hot tea while masturbating increases your chances of dick cancer. <laughs> <laughs> That was, uh, I believe it was the guy I went to college with, Richard Cancer. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, okay, perfect segue, perfect segue, as we're talking about Richard. Oh, my God. Um, Richard Cancer is little, a perfect little... segue, okay. <laughs> no, you're not, because, okay, so a little shout-out to Richard. So this is going to be an incredible surprise and incredible disappointment, but I, in fact, got a Listener Prime email. Woo! We have a winner! We have a winner! We 
We do not have a winner. Son of a bitch! We don't have a winner because I got an email from a friend of mine, Richard. So I explained to him that, in fact, the rules are, the rules have always been... He was, like, arguing with me over email, like, no, that you didn't say that. Yes, the rules have always been that our listener prime had to be somebody we didn't know in real life we'd never met. So hey, if, this, he did take if the, Richard wants a box of crap, I say we give it to him at this point. No, 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 this oh, is what I propose. Okay. I propose he, he will be our temporary listener prime. He doesn't get the box of crap, oh. but he gets to be our placeholder listener prime. Ooh. So until we get a permanent listener prime... We can use him. It'll be like a practice, a test room. We say anytime we have, we want to get somebody's opinion. We say, "Hey, Rich, what do you think?" So, I, a little shout to Richard for the I, first. I'd be willing to do this if we're not giving him the box of, uh, yeah, the box of crap. We could give him one of the prizes if you want to do no. a short little interview with him, and we can include that in a podcast. That wouldn't be a bad. No, idea. he get you get nothing. Uh, Good day, sir. I think I, you don't want to have him as a, as a guest. As an interview guest. Okay, so so let's see how he does. Let's 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 test him out. If he's going to be your temporary listener prime, then we'll we'll test him out and be like, hey, Richard, we need your opinion on such and such. And if he responds to us, if he communicates us, if he's and he's been doing great, he's been posting comments. Yeah, yeah. On our, I actually our, was going to address one of his comments, but uh, but 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 go ahead, and continue um, but this he, first. He gets to be your temporary listener prime. And also, I was thinking because as part of his comments, he tends to nitpick about shit. I was thinking he actually could be our permanent fact checker. That's fine. I fi- that's fine. I'm so he's our template. This is Richard, our temporary listener prime and our permanent fact checker. Okay, okay. So, so even when we get a listener prime, we can still throw out things to Richard. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. But but, 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 but that doesn't. But that doesn't oh, go ahead. That doesn't mean I'm I'm okay with the fact checking and 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 this is not to get Richard not on Team Darren because I still want you on my team there, Richard. I appreciate you and I know you're Ted's friend, but you're welcome on Team Darren anytime. But I I, I don't know. If, but go ahead, go ahead. I don't know if he's declared an allegiance. I mean, I, there's there's personal allegiance and there's show allegiance. That's that's it's like oh you know friendship is friendship, but this is I business. I understand. So okay. So, like uh, well, my I think my wife is on Team Darren. So whatever. <laughs> I, th- but, I think uh, my wife is on. What was the com- I think my wife's on Team Looking for Another Podcast. But yeah. Ooh, ouch. Ouch. ouch, ouch, So did you want to address one of his comments? Because yeah, yeah. I feel like we should. Have, I did. No, I, I don't know. It's like so discussing a tweet on the air. We should discuss that in a tweet thread. We should discuss comments in responses to comments. Uh, we should discuss comments in responses to comments. So. This is a new segment called In Responses to Comments. Is that what we're saying? I say you get 30 seconds. Go. Well, I I'll, I get 30 seconds. Go. That's not how this works. You now have 20 seconds. Continue. No. I, I refuse to play by your rules, sir. 10, 9, 8, 7. Time's up. Okay. I'm gonna, I, I want to read his, his, his comment because I want to quote him correctly. I don't want to okay. misquote so right. this was on uh, a comment on episode seventeen. We're news, and I don't remember what I say because okay. we say a lot of shit. So, but right. but his comment was, "Please explain how a standing army of one million overtakes and holds every city and town in America impossible." Um, now, what was that in reference to? I'm assuming that that was in reference. I didn't go back and listen to the episode, so I, I if I'm wrong, he can correct me. Uh, and and I, I appreciate the comments. I really do. Uh, and that that that's a decent point, uh, but I think this is in reference to we talked about how the Second Amendment uh, is kind of already antiquated because when it comes to overthrowing the government, we've already lost. 
I think I've made that point before, and I think that's what he's referring to. He's saying that a, a standing that the, 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 the United States military, as it's comprised now, could not occupy and hold every city in, in the, the United States. Um, and this is where I would disagree with him. Now, obviously there's many scenarios where things could go wrong. But I think I see the most likely scenario is that if we get into a tyrannical situation where, you know, things are being held by military might, I think Richard's forgetting that the military already occupies every city as it is anyway, and it's called your local police department, which ever since 2001, ever since 9-11, we have been militarizing our local police departments exponentially. And the mindset of the common military person and the mindset of the, of the, of the average police officer are very similar. Um, it, it is the idea of authority, the respect of authority, and it is an authoritative mindset. It comes with the job, and I understand that. I truly believe that if we get into a situation where we have a tyrannical government and it uses the military to enforce things, that our local police will follow lockstep with that authoritative government. Now, obviously, there could be different scenarios where you have the military split into different factions, or you have police, certain police jurisdictions aren't that way, or, you know, you know the police are fighting the military. I, I, I'm not sitting here trying to write a futuristic dystopian novel. I'm just trying to look at what it is, what is comprising these organizations now and the mindsets, and they're very similar. And I don't All think right. that if you want to suppress, suppress the citizenry of this country, it's going to be very difficult to do. And I think the other mistake that a lot of people make is they, they tend to think that a tyrant is still going to be a president of the United States and he's not going to hurt the American people. No, a tyrant's a tyrant. So if that requires using drone strikes to drive out dissidents, they can do that. If that requires using chemical or biological weapons, which, you know, the United States fucking has, so, oh, so hold they on a second. do so, that. I, I'm sure I can imagine how that would go. Basically, some guy on his front stoop or whatever looking up thinking, Hey, look, it's my it's a drone. It's my uh, Amazon drone delivery. Wait a minute. Exactly. If, if the United States, if the tyrant that's taken over the United States was tired of a uprising in Philadelphia and wanted to make an example of Philadelphia and decided to drop a Moab, a Moab in, in Philadelphia, the mother of all bombs. By the way, I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah. I'm all for that. I know you would be. If they decided they wanted to do that, well, a tyrannical government, there's nothing really stopping them from doing that. What I'm saying is you don't have to take the standing count of enlisted men and women in the United States Army as that is the end-all, be-all of military occupation. Military occupation is currently right now at your local police headquarters. And if all right, it, so that was a there was a very long thirty seconds. Final thought, because I want to I want to transition to something similar to this. So well, my my final thought is I, I stand I stand by what I what I said. I don't think there's any at any point there's any fighting the military industrial complex in this nation. Not as a private gun owner. Now, if you want to be um, one of okay. those guys that thinks, you know, I'd rather 
you know, die with a gun in my hands and then then serve on my knees, then that's that's fine. If you want to go out fighting, that's fine. But I think if you think that you're going to take on the the military in this country, you better count yourself as going to have a very short run. Okay, so since we now have a listener prime, albeit a temporary one, I'd like to address my first question, my first listener prime related question, because we have a fundamental disagreement here. The fundamental disagreement here is I think that if somebody posts a comment on our on our on our Castbox page, I think we should address the comment with a comment on the Castbox page. And I think that if we there's a tweet, somebody sends us a tweet or there's a Twitter thread, I think we should respond to it on the Twitter thread. I don't think we should necessarily discuss comments on the air or discuss tweets on the air. And you'd obviously disagree. So I think this is no, perfect. I think, I think this should be co- an all interactive, all immersive type experience. I don't think we exactly. need to so, but I Okay, okay. so I, in general, I disagree with this. So we have a fundamental disagreement. We need to get the opinion of a third party. So, Rich, as our placeholder listener prime, what do you think? Yeah. Do you think it's okay that we discuss things that from comments and discuss things from Twitter? Should we discuss them on the air or should we keep them to their medium? So should Darren respond to your comment with a comment and then leave it there and say, so, okay, so that is, there you go. This is our first test run okay. of our okay. listener prime. But I, I, I like our disagreement because of the fact that now we get to test this out. So that's it. So yeah. what else? And, and, um, and, and I personally, like I said, I my belief on this, and I'll make my case on this, is that, again, this is all immersive with the nucleus being this podcast. Everything that we have from our Twitter page to our Facebook page to CastBox comments they all exist because of the nucleus of this podcast. And I'm not saying I'm going to address every comment or every tweet. He's made many comments, and you know, some I agree, some I disagree. I'm not going to address every single thing. Every episode going to be, let's address Rich. That could be our new segment, let's address Rich. But, <laughs> but uh, I, I do every once in a while think, oh yeah, God. I would like to bring those things into the bigger world, the main nucleus of our What About Now universe, which is this podcast. I see, I... I think it would be okay, but in a rare occasion with something that's just so that's so inspiring, so thought provoking. But just for like uh, like a disagreement about like oh, can we beat the military? Nah, I don't know. Um, well, I think no. I think, this, first... I think this is thought provoking. I disagree because we've discussed this before. I don't think we discuss things that we you know find interesting. All right, all right. So we've both stated our case. You've stated our case. In my case, I'm stating is I think you're wrong. Um, about what? About about what that I should address it, or about about the military? Where do you think I'm wrong? No, no, no. Oh, I don't get. It. I, I I would generally agree with you about we can't beat the military, but I, I'm disagreeing about the fact that we should talk about it on the air. Okay. Uh, okay. What else? All right, all right. That's it. Uh, uh, that's fine. Zip it. Uh. Okay, but uh, you want to do a trending topic, or do you want to do you want to do an in memoriam? Oh yeah, let's do that in memoriam. So let's do an in memoriam. Who do you have? I don't have anybody. I can't remember. I, I, I'm, I apparently didn't pay attention this week. Uh, so I got one. It's kind of a big oh, one. Oh, wait, this no, is kind no. Of the, the, I do have one. Uh, um, there was a, a, a character actor that was in a lot of films. Like this, I, but, saw uh, Seymour, I saw that. I saw that. Seymour Castle was his yeah. name, yeah. I saw that, and I had no idea who he was. And I looked it up, and I still had no idea who he was. If you watch Wes Anderson films, you probably do. If you don't, then you probably don't. I do. It just did not. It just yeah. not. All right, well, Seymour Castle. I, some guy, I, I guess I've seen him in movies. Yeah, a character actor. He's been around for many years. So uh, so the big one I saw was Dick Dale. Oh, that's uh, th- th- that, I thought that happened before. 
our last podcast. We didn't talk about. Oh, we didn't. Talk. We didn't talk about that. Oh, okay. Legendary guitarist. Yeah, I saw him at concert once in Florida. Legendary Ooh, wow, guitarist. Wow. Yeah. Deal. Uh, yeah. We must have missed over them because that's been a little while. It's been about a month or so. Okay. Yeah. Um. Just uh, you know, one of those guys who influenced a lot of artists. Yeah. And, wonderful. Uh, like so, apparently invented surf music. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Pulp Fiction. I don't think would have been as impactful if it weren't for Dick Dale's opening credit scene there. Opening music. Um, that's it. That's all I have. It's a little short in memoriam. Today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we might. I just might not have done my due diligence to see who passed this past few weeks. And uh, if I realize that I we overlook somebody, I'll make up in the next podcast. But yeah, I, I didn't. All right, let's see. Uh, famous dead celebrity. No, we don't need to do that right now. 2019. So many deaths we've lost. No, oh no, no. Okay, I gotta see in the past month. Anybody? Anybody? No, no, no. Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, I didn't know who he was. I had no idea that was either. So, yeah. I'm, not, I'm sorry, uh, I, don't, I don't do hip hop. Uh, no, no. Dick Dale is there. Uh, no, no. Oh, um, er, uh, Senator Ernest Fritz Hollings. He passed away a couple days ago. Okay. No, nobody's really coming up. Wow. Um, wait a minute. No, no idea who that is. Just, wow. Just, no. No, and now we're back to Jan Michael Vincent. So, yeah. Oh, King, I don't know, King Kong Bundy, but apparently March, March 4th, King Kong Bundy. Yeah, King Kong, that, that was a kind of one that I, I recognized because I was into wrestling for a while. But, uh, yeah, there's not been a lot of in your face we recognize that that name kind of people so um yeah it's, wow. it was, it's been kind of kind of quiet so i mean i guess it's a good thing because maybe people aren't dying as much uh, that's, yeah i think that's good i don't really enjoy saying here's all the people that i grew up with that are now dead so i'm um, yeah i'm glad i'm glad we're not you know Putting a bunch of names out there this, this week. So all right, so good. we're actually glad that we had a very light in memoriam. Yes, I'm very very glad about that. Very happy. All right, so basically Dick Dale, um, and that's a big one. So it's like uh, that's enough. That's like he's our spotlight in memoriam spotlight. Dick Dale. Yes, yes. There you go. And uh, Seymour Castle. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a fake Simpsons. Is it a Seymour Castle? Is it, I, I like the Seymour Castle. <laughs> I, I I love the Seymour Castle King Kong Bundy cage match in WrestleMania Eight. That was the best. Wow. So. All right, so let's do it, buddy. Let's do our trending topic segment. Uh, go. Uh, you you're in charge of listing the trending topics, and then we go through and we discuss, we decide. <coughs> or yeah. Go okay. Ahead. Well, let me pull up the Twitter, the uh, Twitter page here. This is some a little tweet tweet. This is some really exciting stuff here, people. As I open the Twitter app for you, so all right. So, oh, uh, I I do want to say before I open this up that I will be very depressed starting tomorrow because starting tomorrow Star Wars celebration happens in Chicago and I will not be there. So, I did, you know I did wow I did not even know. Yep, it starts huh. tomorrow. And because it's too much of a trek for you. Oh wait a minute, I should not have used that. Uh, <laughs> You know, it. Uh, the sad thing is, um, it's actually because of, of money. I got too many things going on this year, so, so I, I, 
And and it was right in between my 10th wedding anniversary and my wife's birthday. And I really couldn't convince her that going to a Star Wars convention in Chicago was an appropriate 10th anniversary slash birthday gift for her. So, so in other I, words, you wanted to have an 11th anniversary. I was, I was, yeah, I was unable to make that sale. So, all right. So okay. Trendy, so now, and in, in, instead, are you going to go to? Hold on, are you going to go to Scranton, Pennsylvania instead? I should. I need to go to those those fight Scranton scrotums, baby. And the uh, the train in the the museum. Yes, remember the yeah, John Oliver. John Oliver. All right, all right. Okay, so John, let's do it. Well, give me. A no, this is. Um, I always only do it from the news section because, like I said, my for you might be different than others. So yes. this is from the news. Okay. All right. Story. Let's explain to our listener that we're gonna go to Twitter right now and look at the top trending topics. Yes. In a shameless effort to get more listeners and followers on Twitter, we'll really attract people by talking about the trending topic, and then I will live on the air tweet that we're talking about this trending. Absolutely. Topic. So here we go. Story number one. What do we get? Su- what do we have? Suspect arrested in the connection with burning of historically black churches in Louisiana. Nah. No. Nah. The National Enquirer could soon be sold. Possibly. Possibly. Women point out why a consent condom requiring four hands is to open is problematic. Oh, wow. Because you just tweeted about wow. that. So. I just tweeted about that because I would violate my own rule by reading my funny tweet. Oh. Oh, Whoa. wow. Let's come back. Let's circle back. Keep, let's see if we have a better one. Keep going. U.S. Attorney General Barr says he will look into the FBI's actions during Russia probe. Yeah. Theresa May and the EU leaders agreed to delay Brexit until October 31st. <coughs> women, in, women in the World Summit asks, can women save the world? Meet the Sudanese woman at the center of a viral image that's become an international symbol of strength. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Millions of Americans are spending their retirement in poverty. Hmm. In case you need something else to fear, here's a story about sweat bees. Yes. Yes, actually, actually well, I actually made a joke about that as well, but I think I'm going to... I, I want to do that one because I didn't get any attention on that joke. You know what? Actually, I have a couple ideas. Go ahead. Okay, I, I haven't ahead. heard that story, so you have to, to catch me up when we get to it. But at least one person is dead following a gas explosion in North Carolina. Yeah, there's not much funny there. Sorry. Ooh, totally. No, 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 no. Oh, that's it. That's it. Go ahead. That's the one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, <coughs> Claire Grady resigns as the acting deputy DHS secretary. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. We didn't talk about the purge. Oh, yeah. more purging, yeah. How a new NFL stadium and entertainment complex threatens to push black people out of Inglewood. Uh, indigenous reunion in the Amazon. Sony unveiled a massive 16K resolution screen. Colsey Gabbard campaign reaches the sixty-five thousand donor debate threshold. So, all right, I think we've we've listed enough. Uh, one one more that uh, there's there's uh, two more uh, or three more that uh, might be kind of interesting. Scientists discover human species that roamed the world about fifty thousand years ago. A Georgia man is now the owner of valuable memorabilia from NFL Hall of Famer Terrell Owens. That was a funny story. And the final one is George Washington would have named Mount Vernon after himself if he was smart, Trump says. <laughs> so, um, the things that jump out at me, because I, I don't want to violate my rule of talking about things I've, like, if I, like I, I tweeted about a couple of those stories, so just, I already wrote, did some jokes about it, so I could, 
You know yeah, you, want, you know you want to. You know you want to. No, I either want to talk about the purge, but I don't have anything funny to talk about, or I want to talk about that gas explosion in Durham. Can we talk about that? Yes, because that's hilarious, because there's probably something about eating or something like that involved. I don't know. We also have to think if it's a trending topic, then we have to look for the bigger story. If you want to do the bigger story, I don't think that would be it. Um, right, but I don't really have anything to say about the purge. What about sweat bees? You want, what, do you have something you want to talk about? Well... You know, if we pick that as a trendy topic, you have to talk about it as well. What are you going to say? I, well, I, I don't. I just think the idea is funny. I, I haven't. You know, sweat bees sounds hilarious. I haven't even heard the story. I'm reading the story right now. A story about a woman who had four tiny bees removed from her left eye at a hospital in Taiwan. <sighs> I don't think that. I, I don't know. Again, I've, it's like I've done that. Come on. So you know what? Um... I mean, we could talk about multiple ones. There's nothing to say that we can't talk about multiple trending topics. We could do, Let's try it. Let's do a little test. Let's talk about two or three of them. And then the one we think is most successful, we'll tweet about. How, okay, how think? about this one? Claire Grady resigns as acting deputy DHS secretary. In her place, Trump and, uh, promotes Sweat B. <laughs> Let's, you want to kind of do a little mashup there? There you go. Okay, so, I mean, I can't really think of any funny. I mean, like, that was one of the topics, like the what about now? Like, hey, there's this massive purge going on. But it doesn't really strike me as as crazy because he's purging people he'd already appointed. So, yeah. like, they were already loyalists that just didn't do what he wanted to do, so he's going to appoint more loyalists. Yeah. So, like, it's not... what What's the... What's other than, like, and, getting rid of everybody? I exactly. Mean, and, is, and it, the, is it some... And the sad thing now is, and, and this is the, 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 the terrible thing about Trump, it's like... This stuff is starting to not even make an impact anymore. It's happened so much. The norms, the presidential norms have been like so destroyed by this guy that when shit like this happens now, we're almost kind of like, oh, he's at it again. He's normalizing his insanity, which is really the scariest part of all this. But And we must say, stop the insanity. Stop the insanity. God, what was her name? Do you remember her? Susan Powder. Oh my God! Yeah, vague, vaguely. Yeah. That was a deep cut, baby. Yeah, that is real uh, deep. So, okay, technically this corruption, this, this, not collusion. <laughs> technically, we've talked about the purge ever so briefly, so we can tweet that we're discussing the purge because it's a big topic. I think. That but I also want to. Well, that's we can also talk about uh, Durham. I want to talk about Durham. There's a particular reason. But you know, here's one that we kind of flew under the radar, and there's got to be a joke here. Theresa May and the EU leaders agreed to delay Brexit until October 31st, which is Halloween. There's got to be a joke there somewhere. Huh. Well, let's work on it. You want to have like a live on the air, like writing a joke? A li live on about... the air workshop of a joke tweet on Ooh. Brexit? No, 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 no. The tweet is just going to be we're discussing, we're discussing the topic, but we're going to tell the joke on the air. I mean, so they want to delay the joke... So they want to delay breaks until Halloween. So actually, on Halloween they until would have. So, so obviously, do they actually have trick or treating over there? Uh, you know, I think as more Americans have kind of made that uh, popular, I think it's kind of taking off in some of the Western Europe places. You know, for the purpose of the joke, we can pretend that they have trick or treating over there. So like, so like a break's on a Halloween, so everybody's going to dress up as what Europeans? What? Huh. Yeah. No. Something about, I don't know, uh, 
I feel like there's going to have a lot of bad, dead air. We should just work on it. Maybe this should be homework. I think, I think that we should work on the joke and then each come back with our best joke in the next episode. But you know by the time we do that, this will no longer be a trending topic. No, but that's not what we're tweeting about. It's just... Okay. Okay, we're, twi- we're, we're, tw- we're trending topic... Uh... Brexit ween, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, because I got to work on it for a while. I can't. I can't work on this kind of pressure. Let's talk about. So we've talked about the purge, and let's talk about the Durham explosion. We're gonna have our first ever. It's only our second segment. We have our first ever double trending topic. Oh my god! We just started trending topics last week. Now you got a double one. No, seriously. Oh my god. I know that's. But. Uh, there's some joke in there about the the adult toy store and going straight to the the, the double, you know. Uh, but uh, the reason I want to talk about the Durham explosion because I looked as soon as I heard of it, I looked on the map, and it happened within sight of some place that I've been. And do you know about my whole? Have we talked before about my whole theory that when I travel places, I bring bad luck there? Okay. Have we talked about that? Uh, yes, we have. Does this? Yes. Because let's just add that to the list. Okay, so like, there's a place like we uh, many many moons ago. I went to Durham to visit uh, one of my wife's relatives, and uh, as part of like a nice long vacation that ended up, we were like as part of our DC vacation. We didn't live in Baltimore, but um, we ended up staying um, right down the road in, in down you know downtown Durham, and we there's a place called Brightly Square, which is a little shopping square that's like literally a block from when this explosion occurred and so just this only reinforces my theory that when i travel places it brings bad luck okay when, when were you in durham when when did this happen okay uh, good, good point it was in oh, ooh, 2010 all right so your 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 theory is this that you will eventually travel somewhere and that after you've traveled to that place at some unspecified point in time yes. something bad will happen in the vicinity of the place you were at no not the vicinity like within sight of it with- i was in um the square i can't think of the name of it it's in boston that was right next to the boston bombing that it's that was in it's within sight of the finish line i was in there i was of the boston bombing within 20, uh, I was there in 2000 and I want to say 12. And when did the Boston bombing occur? About s- s- six months later. When did, when did the Boston bombing occur? Uh, that's I, I think it was like around 12, 13, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna look it up right now. April of 2013. Okay. And in because I remember, let's see, it was I was still living in Florida. It was not in 13. It was 2012. So. In 2012, around October, I was there, and I can't think of the name of the damn square. Mallory's? That's not right. That's that's Key West. Um, and then five months later, w- again within sight of where we're standing was the Boston bomb. All right, so let me let me let me clarify this. You went to a part of Boston where literally hundreds of millions of people go Cop, every year. It's Cop, Cop, Hold on. Copley Square. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I was in Copley Square six months yes. before. Yes. You, you went to a part of Boston where literally hundreds of millions of people go every year. And then six months later, something bad happened in that area. 
because literally hundreds of millions of people go there every year. Uh, it's also places that hundreds of millions of people don't go that bad stuff happens. <laughs> but do you go there? I go there like a really odd one in Texas. I actually don't want to talk about it because it re- kind of reveals personal information. But like it was a really obscure one. Or like a weird one, like a weird news story where like I, I was in San Diego and I stayed at this weird obscure hotel. And there was a news story years later about how like the mayor of San Diego was cheating with his wife like having rendezvous at that hotel and it's like it's just, it's the stuff pops and that, that's not on the same caliber of things like the gas explosion or the boston bombing but like weird places that i mean some of them are obscure and like something happens i'm like oh my god that was a, for example you know where i bought my tight when i was in Orlando, the last when i used to live in, in orlando the last place i bought a set of tires of from like a whatever a tire kingdom whatever it's called you know where it was it was across the street from the pulse nightclub Places that I have been within sight of, bad things happen. You know, um, um, I, I've I've been to FIU. Let's bit, and then the let's just say collapsed. I'm the center of the universe. I'm the center of the universe. Let's move on. Anyways, just another example of how I was in Durham in Brightleaf Square in 2010, and then a mere nine years nine later, years later. Something bad happened. There was a gas explosion. But like, I'm like, oh, look, that was in Durham right next to Brightleaf Square. I've been in that exact place. I've been within sight of the. It's not just something bad happens. It's usually like I've been within eyesight of where that happens. Something bad that happened. I kind of think somebody needs a course in causation and correlation. That's a, that's a... <laughs> <laughs> I think that we have our title. Causation, causation and correlation. And correlation. I think we do. Boom. Oh, that's beautiful. All right. So I'm going to tweet right now, live in the air, recording episode 20, discussing hashtag DHS perv and hashtag Durham explosion in our trending topic segment. And send. Are you, do you agree? I agree. Let's do it. And, and send. Oh, beautiful. Okay. So there you go. I should compile a list, like on Facebook, come of all the places I've been where like bad things have happened within sight of where I've been. I've been to New York City. And guess what happened there that was bad? <laughs> uh, well, for example, I stood at the south end of, of Manhattan in Battery Park, looking at Statue of Liberty, and within six months later, it was underwater from Hurricane Oh, Sunday. my God. Yeah, see, look, look. Wait a second. I've lived in Homestead. And in 1992, I lived through yeah. the fucking hurricane! Except it's places where I have been, not places where I are. Where I are. Were, rather. Where I are. Well, places where I were. And I would, used to live in South Florida, and then I moved away in the Hurricane Andrew hit. So I take credit for that, too. Oh, okay. Okay. Blame. What, hey, have you ever stopped to think that they're not after you, they're after me? Because you're one of my oldest friends, that you're the link that they have to me. So all these bad things are happening around you because they're trying to get you to get to me. And they've been trying to get me since that 1992 hurricane where they had their shot and they missed. Hmm. Now I'm still the son of the universe. (laughs) It's just, it's so odd though that like these things keep happening. I keep seeing these things. And these, again, like Brightleaf Square in Durham is not exactly a place where millions of people go a year. 
I don't know how many people. Durham's a pretty big city. It's not like it's a little town. Uh, it's not that big. It's not that big. Okay. All right. So, all right, we've, we're getting close to uh, a long show, so let's see what else we have. We did our turning topic. Um, you want to do our housekeeping? Yeah. Real let's quick? let's let's. We are getting like I said to the, you, like you said to the, the 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 length of our show. So let's kind of. Maybe wrap it up. Also, I have one little. I have a story though, but it's only like maybe a five. Okay, story. We'll, we'll we'll end with that story then. But let's do our housekeeping. So uh, go ahead, and we are still looking All for right, so a listener what? prime. Now we have a temporary listener prime. We we alluded to it earlier. We people are thinking, well, what the hell they're talking about listener prime? So we have a temporary we listener have prime. Placeholder basically Richard. in every in every rich. He goes by rich. Oh, I'm sorry, but. Uh, and, um, and every person, somebody who we can bounce ideas off, we have a disagreement. I say, hey, we have a fundamental disagreement about discussing tweets and comments on the air. We need somebody else's opinion. So that, that's what we're looking for in our listener prime, somebody who would communicate us their and, opinion. And I still state I'm willing to give over a few minutes of one of our podcasts for you to do a one-on-one one interview with him. I, th- when we, I think when we find a permanent listener prime, we can do that if they're willing. Okay. Um, but I, I, uh, if he's what willing else? to come on the air and maybe defend his point on uh huh. interesting I would be I'd be willing to, to, to hear that so so now as part of being with listener prime you win a box of crap yes and if you go on Facebook at what an up pod you can see what the box oh, of crap is and so tell us tell tell us what our praise of pays and if you email the phrase of pays to Darren and Ted at gmail.com d-a-r-i-n a-n-d-t-e-d at gmail.com and the phrase that pays this week is shit. I didn't come up with it. <laughs> Our phrase is shit. No, I can't come up uh, with it. Uh, the phrase this 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 week is Tennessee moonshine. Does we spend enough time? Tennessee moonshine. And what do they win? What do they win? Not Tennessee, not moonshine. Tennessee moonshine. I'm not getting into transporting yeah. that across state lines. No. So, um, do you want to send them some glitter? Because I'm going to close with a story about glitter. We could send a little vial of glitter, sure. Since that's a yeah, vial of glitter. Yeah, a vial of glitter, or or a copy of the movie Glitter. Your choice. Ah, uh, take the vial. Uh, you know what? I we've been very unkind to Listener Prime so far with some of the stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna give him a vial of glitter because that's useful at least. Okay. Yeah. Or is it though? Is it because I'm gonna tell a story? I think. Okay. Let me just check my little notes to see. We've talked about everything. And I'm gonna close this. I'm gonna bring us home with a little short. Story hey, Listener Prime glitter. might be a stripper. Glitter is very important. I don't think Rich is a stripper. But he's our placeholder. He's not getting the junk. Okay. You just uh, I don't. If he is a stripper, I don't want to see his junk. Oh, <laughs> he's not getting our our cash, our crap cash. So the, the listener prime, crap the, the crap cash winner is still yet to be determined. So they may be a stripper. Yes. All right. Okay. So, um, and I guess I could I could throw in a quick. Uh, two-minute update. Do you want to have the vasectomy update segment? Oh, yes, please. I'm always interested about your balls. Uh, just an update. So, remember I had a, a goal of cleaning the pipes like 15 to 20 times and had to get my test? Yeah. And so, I was about two months behind, and I finally um, had my test last Friday. Okay. Um, you know, this where I basically had to, at home, get a sample of my of my man juice to be this is all science for scientific purposes okay and of course that's something i've been training for my entire life but you know luckily i have a very caring wife she you know lent me a helping hand if you know what okay. I mean. and uh got my sample and went down to quest diagnostics and and then a couple of days later my doctor called me with the results to let me know 
whether or not, in fact, the vasectomy took. And? Or, and, and then I, I'm sterile or I had to go through like excruciating ball pain again. What, what's your guess? I, my guess is you had one sperm left and he was very lethargic. That is a very good guess. <laughs> the correct answer is the test was indeterminate because Quest Diagnostics fucked up. The test. Oh, so you have to masturbate. They again. were not supposed. I have to. It's not, trust me. That's that's not going to be a chore. <laughs> saying I ha- saying I, I have to masturbate. Saying like oh, I got to eat another, <laughs> another pound of chocolate. You know. But uh, apparently, you're not supposed to like centrifuge centrifuge the sample and they did oh. my doctor was going on saying hey we quest has done this in the past they always fuck up the test so apparently i have to take the test again <laughs> and that's the vasectomy update okay so hey your little sperm got centrifuged <laughs> yeah i know they were hanging on it's like the like like, like a tilt-a-whirl for sperm what it is like spies like us <laughs> I would think more like 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 one of those really weird rides at the fair that goes backwards, like the like the I oh I got really nauseous one. It was what was it called? It was called like the the um, oh god, it totally escapes me. It was like the it's one of those weird rides that like they play rock music and they oh, go backwards. Oh, like the Polar really, Express. Uh, fa- yeah, exactly. No, the- I remember. Guess like they were playing. I remember it happened in Denver like ten years ago, and they were playing Easy Living. <laughs> by Uri- Uriah Heap. Oh, my God. And I was going backwards in a circle for five minutes, and I got so sick. Oh. The, but the centrifuge is more like the Graviton, if you re- or the Gravitron, if you remember that, at the youth fair. It, I do, I it's do. It's basically, you're enclosed, and it spins so fast, you get to climb, you get to hang on the wall, and you're stuck to the wall, and you climb a little bit, stuff like that. And it's always fun if somebody throws up, and you just see the throw up go forward, <laughs> and then hit the Maybe. wall. Boom! Wow. Maybe that's what Quest did. Maybe they just went down to the fair and they took all the samples and they poured them in the ground. The guy had the test tube in his pocket like, oh, I gotta go test this at work. Oh, look, a fair! Oh, wow. And he walked out and he's like, how oh, damn it, I've done it again. <laughs> talking to, he's talking to somebody. So, so what do you do for a living? Well, I work at Quest Diagnostics. So what do you do? Well, I'm the guy that takes all the semen samples and goes down to the fair and rides in the Graviton. <laughs> You know what? Our, ever since our centrifuge broken, we kind of been doing that. We know, and we're like, you know what? We don't even have to replace it. It's just, just the fair is there all the time. This shit's not cheap. It's five tickets. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Oh boy, that I think we man that that was the climax of our uh, of our podcast. There right you there. go. Okay. Anyway, so that was the vasectomy. Now I'm gonna get to the, the, the I have to do the glitter yes. story because that's our fucking prize. But just a quick little glitter story. Um, bring us home. Gonna bring us home. Are we still recording? I just I can't help but have to ask that. Uh, let me double check and make sure it's still going. Okay, good. Um, so I have a problem with glitter. Okay. Not the movie. I've never actually seen the movie. It's what I actually pro- I want to see it because it's like it, it, to be so bad it's good. But I have a problem with glitter because in my my daughter's little box of uh, like craft, like when she's home when she's doing arts and craft pro projects there's some glitter in there and when she's well supervised there's you know she enjoys doing arts and craft projects with glitter and glue and what have you but we had an incident so um 
we ha we have a nanny, and when the nanny calls out sick, we get a backup nanny. It's a it's a lovely it's a lovely, um, uh, I don't know what you call it, a service where basically you make a phone call, and you can get a temporary nanny for a day. Okay. <clears throat> and so, one day we had a temporary nanny over, and granted I have two kids, and the nanny's supposed to be watching both kids, and so. Um, I see. I guess I guess I found out about it because the nanny said, "Oh, we had a little incident with the glitter." And well, what happens? Like, oh well, your daughter she spilled the glitter all over the table and the floor. What well, what happened was I went upstairs to check on your other daughter who was, or put your other daughter in the crib to take a nap. I was like, wait, wait, wait. So stop a second. So the temporary nanny left my four year old alone downstairs by herself with a vial of glitter and thought nothing would happen. Now, forget about glitter-related incidents. She basically, like, just left my child alone to go upstairs. That, like, that's the first problem right there, right? Okay. Okay, so anyway, so she left my child alone to fend for herself. She went upstairs to check on my other daughter. And while in the middle of playing with the arts and crafts, and my daughter dumped the glitter all over the table, all over the floor. And when you dump glitter everywhere, it's it's a pain in the ass to get rid of. Like, like you try and clean it up, you can't get it all. And for days, you're tracking glitter around your house. It's still on the floor. It's still on the table, right? This is like glitter contamination, basically. And I'm like, you know, I'm not really fond of this glitter. Okay, so let's fast forward to my nanny calls out sick. Again, sometime after that. Again, it is it is the winter, right? Flu season. And so we get another backup nanny. And this time, the backup nanny is using the glitter with my child and sitting right there next to her. And the kid still dumps out the glitter on the floor on the table. Like, supervision, like, sitting right next to her. And she's like, oh, sorry, just in a split second this happened. Glitter everywhere, contaminating the house for a week. Okay. So I'm really starting to hate glitter. And I'm like freaking out. Like, I got really upset. I was like, look, you are not using glitter again. Like, we are, that's it. Glitter is banned from this household. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am really pissed off. I really hate glitter at this point. I get into this argument with my wife. I said, look, wife, that's it. We are, glitter is banned from this house. We are not letting my daughter play with glitter again. I'm taking it away from her. And my wife is coming off on the side of glitter. She's like, no, come on. You have two daughters. You have two young daughters. They're going to play with glitter. We're not banning glitter. There's no way. This is not happening. They're, we're keeping the glitter. And we're going back and forth. Whatever. I'm like, I, I, like, I put the glitter up on the top of the fridge. I think it's, it's sat there to this day. But we, we got into this heated argument about glitter. Okay, so I thought everything was done. Everything was fine and dandy. Until a couple hours later, we're upstairs getting ready for bed. And my wife says to me, I think there's something in my eye. Oh. Like, she's like, I think there's glitter in my eye. And, <laughs> you know, cue the panic. Cue the, the hours-long toiling of trying to flush the eye. She sends me out to rush out to CVS to get, like, an eye-flushing kit. She's rinsing with water, trying to figure, look in the internet, how do you get stuff from your eye? How do you, you know, what's the proper thing to do? Calling the sister-in-law who's a doctor. All this turmoil, all this trouble, all this potential eye injury and eye flushing because my wife has glitter in her eye. <laughs> and 
you know, like I, I feel the I told you so's kind of bubbling up. <laughs> like, really, honey? So, like, are you still coming off on the side of glitter on keeping the glitter around? Because it wasn't bad enough. You actually got glitter in your fucking eyeball. Is that enough to ban glitter? And so it's one of those things where you just shut up. She's just shut up. Just fuck it. I don't even want. You better not go there, right? And so she doesn't even want me to talk about it because she's irate. She's injured. She has glitter eyes. She doesn't want me, like they told you so in the jokes. And so I was doing things like, okay, honey, let's calm down. Let's relax. You flush your eye. Let's just relax with a nice movie. Maybe we should watch like a nice old Mariah Carey movie from the past 10 years, you know, just like, just trying to poke, just trying to just poke her a little bit, like, I don't know, she's like, oh, you mean glitter? But, so, anyway, so that's the glitter story, there's nothing, there's not a lot to it, it was slightly more than, like, the changing the toilet seat story, but, like, the moral of the story here, number one, is that fuck glitter. And the moral of the story is also that I was right, and also, you really don't want to get glitter in your eye. Wow. Wow. So that's it. That's my little mini story. Any thoughts? Uh, Anyone? Any last meander? Yeah, we call gl- glitter evening? should not be in the hands of anybody under the age of 10. Ever. So. <laughs> ever. Uh, man, glitter. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So. All right, well, uh, let's... So you're, all right, wait, are you saying that when you hit your 10th birthday... It should be uh, the birthday party should be filled with nothing. Oh but yeah, yeah. You just get a big box of glitter that explodes when you open it. You get glitter everywhere. Then it's okay, but but Ooh. never before then. So, but uh, yeah. Well, that's been a long one. It's been a fun yeah, one. But yeah. shall we do our sponsors? Yeah, let's get our sponsors. Let's look at the checklist. Did we did we cover everything? Um, I think so. I think so. I mean, we finally hit the purge in our trending topic. Yeah. The sectomy update. This episode causation and correlation. Um, I said let's go uh, kick us I off. I think uh, let's see sponsors. our sponsors are of course glitter, glitter yes yes, yes. Uh, space herpes space herpes yeah uh, the Tennessee Board of Tourism uh, film strips uh, yeah yeah uh, the George Wallace Twitter account George Wallace Twitter uh, how about Mescal Mescal yeah yeah um, not Goldschlager. <laughs> Wait a minute, is it? It's like the gold flakes and gold sugar kind of remind me of glitter. Uh, they do, they do. Gold and glitter. And you don't yeah. want to puke that shit up either. So, <laughs> glitter or gold flakes, yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe that can be like the new stupid millennial challenge. Something involving glitter in your eye. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> maybe what about swallowing glitter? Ooh, no, that would probably be deadly swell. <laughs> We, okay. we don't want to suggest uh, things that might kill people. Let's not do that. <laughs> well, like, glitter in your eye, we'll, probably, we'll just maim them. <laughs> I say the, the new challenge is dump some glitter on your floor and just try to do, just try to, to, to clean that up with nothing but a straw broom. Something involving cleaning glitter. I don't Do millennials clean? Uh, probably not. <laughs> probably not. All right, what else? What else we got? Uh, obviously, the Mueller report, the the unredacted copy of the Mueller yes, report, yes, is and sponsor of our show, and your secret source, obviously, my secret and source, your secret source. All right, not the secret sauce, but the secret oh, source. Oh, and Sudafed, because you've been on Sudafed. I don't know. Has it worn off by now? I mean, I don't feel indifferent. Um, actually, the sniffling is coming back, so I bet you it has worn off. Uh, and to tell you the truth, I never really stopped sniffling, so. 
maybe it didn't really do much to begin yeah. with. Maybe fuck pseudofendin. Who cares? <laughs> I'm not gonna. No, I don't say fuck pseudofendin because maybe I just probably should have taken two. I try to just to take maybe one when when at all possible. No, you know what? I'm gonna. I'm not gonna fuck pseudofendin because I think it did work. My nose just started dripping in the past few minutes, so I think it just wore oh, off. Okay. So I think uh, no, I love pseudofendin. You're good. You're good. Okay. So. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Flossing. Uh, a week before your dental visit, and then postponing your dental visit. Oh, and uh, the uh, county fairs with uh, cent- centrifugal force rides. Oh, like the Graviton and the... Polar the, Express. Still, what Polar, it, what Polar Express. The, the Polar yeah. Express, whatever, yeah. Oh, yes. Um, obviously, semen samples. Yep. And, of course, let's not forget our listener prime placeholder, Rich. Rich. And, of course, most definitely... This podcast has been brought to you by the incompetent boobs at Quest Diagnostics. <laughs> Quest Diagnostics. We'll fuck it up. Don't take your post-vasectomy <laughs> semen samples there. <laughs> uh, by the way, I guess just say today I went by the office, so I had to I had to pick up another sample cup because like they're sterile cups. So today I had to go by the office, which was kind of out of the way, to pick it up, and I. It was sort of an odd encounter because I went into the office, and it's a big office, and I'm pretty sure that the lady behind the counter, the desk, didn't recognize me. It was like one of those weird, I don't know how to approach it, so I walk in just like, hi, yeah, um, I'm here because I need another semen sample cup from Dr. Such and Such. And like, she didn't question me. She just like, reached up behind the counter, and she's like, boom, just like yeah. slamming on the counter <laughs> like a shot glass. And I'm like... Oh really? Hey, that, I like I said, I was like, well, that was easy, and I just took the cup and walked out. Like, then left, like, like you could just. I was thinking about like just picking a random urologist, just going there and see if they, <laughs> I could just do that, and they would just hand me a sample cup. <laughs> it was just the oddest thing. They like, excuse me, who's your doctor? Why are you here? Just like, like, do, do people do that? Maybe, maybe like the general, like the average pervert, doesn't just walk into a urologist's office and be like, <laughs> and giggling, be like, can I get a like a sample cup? She just like she's had a bad day. She, some random guy walks in and is like, "Hey, can, can I get Knock a yourself out. cup? To, can I get a cup to deposit my seed <laughs> for medical purposes?" She's like, "Boom, get the fuck out of here." So if you go to Quest Diagnostic to do a test and uh-huh. they screw it up and you have to go back, does that mean you have to request? Oh, wow. You have to go on a quest to LabCorp. Because <laughs> I have to go to LabCorp because Quest Diagnostics will not do it correctly. Oh, there you go. So, Oh, and I have one final sponsor because uh, Rich was, gave us a smart-ass answer. That, and I, I agree, I was saying it wrong. It's Barnes & Noble, not Barnes & Nobles. But this podcast has most definitely been brought to you by Barnes & Nobles. <laughs> Barnes & Nobles. That, and on that I have note, a feeling that having a fact checker is not going to sit well with you. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, well, on that note, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap it up from oh, here. Yeah. So, play us out. Okay. Once again, thank you for joining us. Uh, this is Darren, and this is Ted, and you've been listening to What About Now.
I still somehow managed to mess up the alignment from the last one. Sure. It was it, again. I, I only I notice these things because it's only it only happens when like, which when it's really noticeable when you mess the alignment when I mess up the alignment is when, one of us responds to somebody something the other person says really quickly. I say something and you immediately go, "Oh fuck you!" You know, like when you respond without a pause, then no, the alignments of that's sure. just years of our friendship, dude. I'm, I'm I'm automatically muscle memory trained to say, "Oh fuck you" to everything you say. So. But before I even finish saying what I say, <laughs> fuck you. No, no, you waited too long. You waited too long. Well, I, I I just think that fuck you. No, you waited too. Long. You still waited too long. Fuck you. <laughs> okay. Fuck you. I think that would be sound better. That's like, it's like you're saying fuck you while you're falling off the edge of a cliff. Is that why it's getting? <laughs> 